Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Islamic History Exclusive. This is the podcast exclusively for Patreon subscribers of the Islamic History Podcast. In this series, we are covering the Sira or the life of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and this is Sira episode number forty-five, and it will also be the last episode of this series. Brief recap from the last episode, we discussed several reports related to the Prophet's last days, and then we also mentioned the events surrounding the Prophet's death. And so in this episode, we are going to briefly discuss the members of the Prophet's household, which include his wives, his children, and a few other people who were considered part of his household. So let's begin with the Prophet's wives. His first wife was Khadijah bint Khuwailid. She was, uh, of course, the Prophet's first wife. She was 40 years old when he married her, when he was 25. And he married her before receiving the message of Islam. Khadijah was the mother of all of the Prophet's children except Ibrahim. And the Prophet's marriage to Khadijah was discussed in Sira episode number three. The second woman the Prophet married was Sauda bint Zam'a. She was an elderly widow, and the Prophet married her just a little bit after Khadijah died. We discussed his marriage to her in Sido episode number nine. His third wife was Aisha bint Abu Bakr, who was the Prophet's youngest wife. She was the only wife of the Prophet that he married who was not a widow. This was probably the most controversial marriage of the Prophet, mostly due to Aisha's alleged age at the time that they were married. The controversy, however, regarding Aisha's age is rather recent. It was not controversial to anyone at the time the Prophet actually married her. And of course, there is some disagreement as to her exact age. However, there is an authentic hadith related by Aisha herself mentioning her age at the time of marriage, and it makes it quite clear what age she was. But we discussed her age in earlier episodes, and you're free to go back to listen to those if you need to. Aisha is also almost certainly the Prophet's most famous wife. Maybe most famous after her would be Khadijah, but I would go out and say that Aisha Bent Abu Bakr is perhaps even more well-known than Khadijah was. So that's mostly because she lived for several years after the Prophet died, and she was famous and she was involved in lots of famous incidents. The uh, perhaps most directly, most significant one of these incidents was the slander against Aisha, which we call the Ifk in Islamic history. And this was discussed in the Islamic History Podcast, episode 4-0. Aisha was also directly or indirectly involved in the revelation of several verses of the Qur'an. Some of these were once again discussed in the episode regarding the Ifk, though there are other other uh, verses of the Quran that she is at least indirectly involved in. Later in Aisha's life, she is also famous, and by some uh, members of the Shia community, she is also, I won't say despised, but maybe disliked, maybe a better word. 
she is uh, somewhat disliked by members by some members of the Shia community for her opposition to Ali ibn Abi Talib when he became the caliph and her uh, taking up arms against him during the Battle of the Camel. This was the beginning of the first fitna or the first Muslim civil war. Aisha lost this battle, and after that, she was wise enough to stay out of public life. However, she continued to teach and share details about the Prophet's life, which has led to a large portion of the hadith that make up a a good part of of, uh, the Muslim religion, of the Islamic religion. She is responsible for many of the hadiths that make up our lives as Muslims because she continued to teach even though she stayed out of politics after the Battle of the Camel. And the Battle of the Camel itself was discussed in the Islamic History Podcast, Season 2, Episode 19. The next woman the Prophet married was Hafsa bint Omar. She was the daughter of Omar, as her name suggests. Her first husband was killed in the Battle of Uhud, and the Prophet married her soon after that. This was discussed in Sita episode number 18. Hafsa was perhaps the closest to Aisha in age, even though she was still a little bit older than her. And there are several stories about Hafsa and Aisha both arguing and conspiring with each other on various incidents throughout the Prophet's life. The next woman the Prophet married was Zainab bint bint Khuzayma. Her husband was injured during the Battle of Badr, and he did not die immediately, but he died a little bit after that. And she remained a widow until around the time of the Battle of Uhud, and then the Prophet offered her marriage, and she accepted it. However, she died a few months after the Prophet married her. This Union is discussed in Sido episode number 23. Then there was Um Salama bint Hind. Her husband died after sustaining injuries during the Battle of Uhud, and the Prophet وسلم, married her soon after that. Um Salama is most famous because she was the last of the Prophet's wives to die. She outlived them all. And we have a brief discussion on her in Sido episode number 23 as well. The next person the Prophet married was Zainab bint Jash. She was previously married to the Prophet's adopted son, Zayd ibn Haditha. And this incident, this marriage between Zayd and Zainab, was discussed in season one. It is one of the archived episodes named uh, Zayd and Zainab, basically. This, unlike uh, the, uh, the marriage to Aisha, the Prophet's marriage to Zainab was controversial, even in the Prophet's time. From the Muslim perspective, Zayd was not the Prophet's biological son. The Prophet had adopted Zayd as his son, according to the traditions of the Days of Ignorance, the Arab traditions before Islam. And while this was accepted by most of the society, the reality was that Zayd was not the Prophet's true son. Zayd had a father and his father was still alive. His father even met the Prophet, and they discussed Zayd's future. And this was all mentioned in um, past episodes. I don't have to go deep into it. But the point is that the marriage between Zayd and Zainab wasn't really happy. Zayd was not the Prophet's biological son. And so when the Prophet 
essentially helped uh, Zayd and Zainab separate, and then he married Zainab. It was scandalous at that time because the enemies of the Prophet used this as a tool against the Prophet, trying to make it seem as if he forced them apart and then married his son's wife. But in the in the reality, if you take away the relationship between the Prophet and Zayd, then it's just one man divorcing his wife and another man marrying her. That's pretty much all there is to it. In today's world, for most Muslims, it is not really a big deal. I even gather that most Muslims probably don't even know that much about it. But at that time, this was definitely much more scandalous than his marriage to Aisha. The Prophet's next marriage was to Jawadira bint al-Hadith. She was the daughter of the chief of Banu Mustalik. She was taken captive during the Battle of Banu Mustalik, but she then married the Prophet, which helped to free most of her people. This was discussed in this episode about the ifk, the slander against Aisha, which is the Islamic History Podcast episode 4-0. The next marriage was to Umm Habiba bint Abu Sufyan. She was the daughter of Abu Sufyan, who was an enemy to the Prophet throughout most of the Prophet's mission. Um Habiba immigrated to Ethiopia uh, while the Muslims were still in Mecca, so that is before the Hijrah to Medina, before the migration to Medina. She immigrated to Ethiopia with her husband. However, her husband converted to Christianity while he was in Ethiopia. Later on, after the Prophet had migrated to Medina, he proposed marriage to Um Habiba. He did so through a letter written to the king of Ethiopia, or the king of Abyssinia, who held the title of An-Najashi. The Prophet proposed marriage to her, and she accepted it, and An-Najashi performed the marriage in absentia. And this was all, was all discussed in Sido episode number 30. The next wife of the Prophet was Safiya ben Huyay. She was from the Jewish tribe of Banu Nadir. The Prophet married her after the Muslim victory over Banu Nadir at the Battle of Khaybar. Uh, some say that she was a direct descendant of Prophet Harun alayhi salam, who was the brother of Musa alayhi salam, and their marriage is discussed in Sira episode number 31. And the Prophet's final marriage was to Maimuna bint al-Hadith. The Prophet married her during Umratul al-Qadah, also known as the Umrah of Fulfillment. This Umrah was made the year after the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, because according to the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, the Muslims were not allowed to make Umrah that year, but they could make it the following year. And so this Umrah, or this minor pilgrimage, was known as Umrah Tulqadah because they were fulfilling the Umrah that they did not make the previous year. The Prophet's marriage to Maimuna bint al-Hadith is discussed in Sira episode number 32. So in all, the Prophet wasallam was married 11 times. At the time of his death, he was married to nine women. Two of his wives died during his lifetime. And those would be Khadijah and Um Salama. The others outlived him. And the Prophet was allowed to marry more than the Sharia limit of four wives. This was because the Prophet was allowed and forbidden, forbidden things that we regular Muslims were neither allowed nor forbidden. 
For so, for instance, the prophet was allowed to marry more than four wives, but he was forbidden from taking charity. He could accept gifts, but not charity. And there are other things for which the prophet was forbidden that we were not forbidden from doing. There are other things which the prophet was allowed, which we are not allowed to do. It's just the special status of the prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and I don't, we don't really have to defend the Prophet's marriages but so much, but I think it is very telling that except for Aisha, all of his wives were widows. They were women sometimes older than him, sometimes younger than him, sometimes close to his age. So they were of wide variety, but it's if he was some sort of um, uh, deviant or sexual deviant or anything like that, then you would have probably see, probably seen more of a pattern in his marriages. But instead, he was he took the marriages as a way of holding his community together and helping to spread the message of Islam. And many of his marriages did have strategic importance. The Prophet ﷺ also had two concubines. They were Maria al-Kubatiya, known as Mary the Copt, she was the mother of his son Ibrahim. She was a gift to the Prophet from the from Cyrus, the Byzantine Patriarch of Alexandria, and she is mentioned in Sido episode number 30. And his second concubine was Rayhana bint Amr. She was taken captive after the siege against Banu Koreda. She accepted Islam many years later, but she did not marry the Prophet, though there are some reports saying that the Prophet freed her after she converted to Islam and then married her. But this is a minority opinion, and I don't think this is actually what happened. Rehana's story is briefly discussed in Sido episode number 27. And now on to the Prophet's children. First, his sons. His first son was named Qasim. He was born to Khadija, but he died in infancy. The death of Qasim led Khadija to get uh, to buy basically Zayd ibn Haditha as a slave to, I don't want to say replace the prophet's loss of a, of a son, but to try to help his, his grief during this period of time. And this, because of Qasim, the prophet's kunya is Abul Qasim, and there is a hadith stating that it is forbidden for uh, regular Muslim men, all of us basically, to take on the kunya of Abul Qasim, basically essentially saying we shouldn't name our first son Qasim, giving us that kunya. But you can name your first son Muhammad, and you can call yourself Abul Muhammad, Abu Muhammad if you want to. But that's neither here nor there. So Qasim was the Prophet's first son. And very often there are many hadith and many stories where different people, particularly those who are not Muslim, refer to Prophet Muhammad wasallam, as Abul Qasim because that is how he was known by most of the Arabs before the message of Islam came to him. There are also some reports that state the Prophet may have had another son with Khadija named Abdullah. However, it is difficult to find any strong evidence of this, and this is also one of those minority opinions, and, they, and it is not mentioned often, but it is quite possible the Prophet may have had a second son with Khadijah. 
However, the other son that we do know about and which is pretty certain is Ibrahim. Ibrahim was born to the prophet's concubine, Maria, Maria the Copt. And there are several hadiths about Ibrahim's sickness and his death and the prophet crying about it. Moving on, we now move to the prophet's daughters. All of the prophet's daughters are discussed in Sirah episode number four. I go through all of their lives and mention something significant about them, but we'll go through them one more time very briefly. First, there was Rokaya. She was first married to one of Abu Lahab's sons, but after the prophet began preaching Islam, Abu Lahab pressured his son to divorce her. After Abu Lahab's son divorced Ruqayya, she married Uthman ibn Affan. However, she fell sick and died shortly after the Battle of Badr. The next daughter was Umm Kulthum. She was also married to one of Abu Lahab's sons, and also she divorced him, or he divorced her, after the Prophet began preaching Islam. After that, Umm Kulthum remained single until she married Uthman, and she married Uthman after her sister Rukaya died. So Rukaya was first married to Uthman. She died just after the Battle of Badr. And then um, Uthman married Umm Kulthum to remain one of the Prophet's uh, son-in-laws. Next daughter was Zainab. And her story was mentioned fairly extensively throughout the series. She had stayed in Mecca when the Prophet migrated to Medina. That's because her husband had not yet accepted Islam, even though Zainab had. Her husband was captured during the Battle of Badr, and we mentioned the back and forth between them until Zainab and her husband were eventually reunited. The story is discussed quite in depth in two episodes, actually. Sira episode number 17 and Sira episode number 30, if you are interested. And finally, there is Fatima. This is almost certainly the most famous of all of the Prophet's children. According to many reports, Fatima was the Prophet's favorite daughter. She was married to the Prophet's cousin, Ali ibn Abi Talib. And she gave birth to two of to two sons for with her and Ali. Her two sons were, of course, Hassan and Hussein, both of whom played pivotal roles in the history of Islam. Fatima died just six months after her father died, and she is discussed throughout the series, but her basic story is mentioned once again in episode four. Now, there are two more people we would like to talk about. These are men in the prophet's household who were not directly his son, and we have already mentioned them, but we're going to go into them a little bit more. They were, of course, first Ali ibn Abi Talib. He moved into the, into the Prophet's household when his father, Abu Talib, who was the Prophet's uncle, had fallen on hard times. And so the Prophet took Ali ibn Abi Talib in when he was only just a young boy. And so Ali ibn Abi Talib essentially grew up in the Prophet's household and he grew up adoring Prophet Muhammad. They had a very special relationship. And Ali ibn Abi Talib's story of how he moved into the Prophet's household is discussed in Sido episode number three. Years later, Ali would become the caliph, and his very turbulent caliphate is discussed over several episodes in season two of the Islamic History Podcast. 
and his assassination is mentioned directly and discussed in depth in Season 2, Episode 21. And the second male within the Prophet's household was Zayd ibn Haritha, whom we've already mentioned several times. He was brought to the Prophet's household as a slave by Khadijah. He was still a very young boy when this happened. The Prophet later on freed and adopted Zayd, took him in as, as his son, until the verses from the Qur'an outlawed that practice. Zayd ibn Haritha's early life is discussed in Sido episode number three. His marriage to Zainab and the whole controversy surrounding it is discussed in season one, which is archived, which is available to all members of uh, all Patreon subscribers of the Islamic History Podcast. And Zayd ibn Haritha was killed during the Battle of Mu'ata, and that was discussed in Sido episode number 33. And with that, we have now discussed all of the members of the Prophet's household, and this will now bring this series on the Sirah to a close. This will definitely be the last episode of this series. Inshallah, I will begin the research into the war between Ibn Zubair and the Umayyads, which will be another exclusive series only for members of the Islamic History podcast exclusive i don't know what to call this this group but basically it will only be for people who are patreon subscribers inshallah i hope and i really do hope to have the first episode available by the beginning of ramadan please uh please be patient with me i'm trying to work on many projects but trying to get this one to you as quickly as possible may Allah reward you for sticking with me for so long and i truly truly do thank you for helping me with this podcast in many different ways and offering your suggestions and giving your comments, even in, even if you were just a passive listener, the fact that you chose to subscribe and pay for this podcast when there are many other alternative alternatives out there. I'm truly grateful for that. It helps to keep the podcast going and motivates me to keep the podcast, go, podcast going, both this one and the regular one, the regular Islamic history podcast. These things are, are very important to me, and many people do benefit from it. So while you benefit me a little bit, I hope, inshallah, that your, um, your support, both financial and just listening to it, I hope that you understand that your support helps many other people, help them clarify their understanding of Islam and of Muslims and of the uh, the history of Islam in general, and hopefully will help bring some benefit to people overall. But until we are ready for the next episode, continue to enjoy the regular episodes of the Islamic History Podcast, and inshallah, we will have another episode for you, hopefully in a few in a few weeks. But until then, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.